Alrighty, welcome to the next little live stream that we have going on. Today we're going to be chatting about the beautiful, the wonderful Brian Tracy. If you have never heard of Brian Tracy, please go look him up and uh, don't follow me anymore and just read as much as you can. Obviously, you like those little uh, best voicemail ever. I actually had one of the best voicemails ever recorded today. So if that person doesn't call me back, then I blame them for not calling me back. But Brian Tracy brought up, and you can see from the title of the video that you are exactly where you should be, okay? And this is something that I actually repeated not only in my Instagram post, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit further. And the reason being is that obviously you've heard the famous quote by Steve Jobs that says that you essentially are exactly, you can't, you can't look at piecing the the dots together looking forward. However, you could obviously look back and say, hey, you know, I obviously am successful because of X, Y, and Z, but that's only because you're looking back, but not because you knew the exact steps looking forward. And I'm I'm actually gonna tie in another important concept right now within this book. And it talks about failure. And it might be a completely separate one, but I'm gonna bring it up before I actually read the exact quote and well, let me just actually first read this this quote, okay? And I put it on my Instagram story, but I really wanted to read it out loud in the way that I actually took it. So number one, or not number one, this is what he says. You are where you are and what you are. In other words, where you are and what you are, who you are, is because you've decided to be there. Your thoughts, your actions, and your behavior have gotten you to the present position in life and they could have brought you to no other place. So you wanna be further along in life, but your decisions, your actions, and your behavior have brought you exactly to where you are right now. If your goal is to get through the day and then get home and watch television, you will achieve it. If your goal is to be fit, healthy, and long and long and live a long life, then you will achieve that too. And if your goal is to be financially independent and even wealthy, if that truly is your goal, there is nothing that can stop you from reaching it. Your only limitation is your desire. How badly do you want it? A lot of people will accept this with health because it's super easy. You just say, listen, I understand that I haven't been going to the gym. I That's why I'm fat. And the reason that I haven't been having an amazing relationship is because, you know, things have been tough at work and I haven't really brought my A game to my relationship. Whatever the case is, there are one, there's usually one area that someone is willing to admit that they're not giving their A game, okay? But as Jocko Willick says in Extreme Ownership is that you have to apply that to everywhere in your life, everywhere, because people have an excuse. The reason, listen, I'll give you health, but the reason that I haven't been successful in business is because of the market. You know, there's a lot of competition. Okay, well, is there someone thriving right now in that marketplace? Or, you know, I'm really good at business, but I just don't have time to go to the gym. Or it's just not really a priority and, and I'm okay that I'm overweight, okay? So in other words, you're saying that if it was a higher priority, or if it was in your control to make more time to go to the gym, then your decisions would be different, your behavior would be different. When you come to the fact that you can actually have this 
and accept that everywhere in your life is exactly, exactly, not a foot behind and not a foot ahead than where it should be. I can tell you right now, it is freeing. It's tough because you have your ego behind you, okay? So behind that is action, okay? So Brian Tracy continues on a later page. And I said this earlier today with Eric, the guy that I'm making phone calls. And, and I can tell you right now that today I made phone calls to two people, one that owns a $20 million place, another one that owns a $13 million place, and someone that owns a $10 million place. They went really good. They're not looking to list with me right now. However, my fear, this is the best way to look at it, is my fear looked at it in that I had a discussion. Okay, before I, I tell you that, I had a discussion with a good friend in the Hamptons probably, I don't know, four years ago. And I'm sorry, it, well, it was him and this very attractive girl, but you know, he introduced me to her. She's very attractive, 9.5. And it, probably actually longer now, probably about three or four years ago, whatever. And I was talking to her and I'm like, you probably get approached all the time. You know, you're a 9.5. I didn't say she's a 9.5, but I was like, you're because she was saying, you know, there's no good guys out there. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking, this girl has her choice, her picking at guys. And I said, you probably get approached all the time. And she goes, nah, not really. And, it, and at the time, I didn't really understand why. And it just, it, it would boggle my mind. You know, if this girl was anywhere near me, I would say, yes, of course. We're, I would love to date you. You are stunning. That was at a totally different mindset time for me. But she said something very interesting. And at the time, I laughed it off. She said, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of times that I, I might be intimidating to guys. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. You're intimidating. You're a girl. Everyone wants to be with you. How are you intimidating? And, and it sat with me because she was dead serious and she didn't laugh. So that's when I said she actually believes this. And then finally, it made sense is that when someone has the choice to go with something that's a higher probability of success, which is probably approaching a someone, someone on a scale of one to 10, someone that's like a seven or a 7.5, they have a higher probability of that girl giving her phone number out without objection, without rejecting them. But then when you reach a 9.5, this is the ironic thing, and this is where it's gonna blow your mind, is that she's a 9.5. She has less opportunities in front of her. So in other words, when someone actually walks up to her and, it's a nine point, and she's a 9.5, less people walk up to her. I'm assuming it's almost up to 90% less because people have the, the expectation that it's probably not gonna work out. I will probably get rejected, okay? So if you have that mentality and, you, and then you apply it to real estate, I call this guy and literally she came into my brain because I said, this home, which is $20 million, is the 9.5. A lot of people will not actually approach her because it's, it's like the 9.5. And along those lines is there are probably only two to three agents calling that owner as opposed to the typical 20 people. But those 20 people are willing to call a $600,000 place. You apply that to his next line, which is the major reason for the fear of failure. So that's what he says. I don't really have a fear of failure myself. I, I have a fear of uh, success in business, but I have a fear of failure within approaching girls. So that, that would be for me. The major reason for the fear of failure is that most people don't understand the role of failure in achieving success. The rule is simple. It is impossible to succeed without failing. It is impossible 
to achieve success without failing. Failure is a prerequisite for success. The greatest successes in human history have also been the greatest failures. Babe Ruth, the year that he broke the home run record, also had the most strikeouts. You think about that. So if there's less people approaching a 9.5, your probability of success are actually higher. You call someone that's a $20 million apartment, $10 million apartment, there's less people calling them, their probability, your probability of success are actually higher okay, then someone that's calling 600,000, because it's, it's a 5%, this guy's talking outside my office, that's why I'm, you know, a little bothered, but if you're calling a $500,000 place, if there's 20 people, 20 agents that are calling, you have a 5% chance, if you're calling a, a I'm sorry, $500,000 property, 20 agents, 5% chance, if only three to four agents call, you have a 33 to 25%, in our minds, we have the halo effect. The halo effect essentially means that you are, you see someone that's beautiful, you automatically, because of the halo effect, think they're smarter, they're more intelligent, they're confident, they're successful, all those things. You look at a home and you automatically think potentially that you're not gonna, that you do not deserve it, okay? So if you take those two pieces of advice, the first one, which blew my mind, which is whatever you think it, you can achieve, which obviously makes sense. But when you draw it out, and there are days that I say, I can't wait to go home. I'm going to achieve that. Because if that's my phone calls going into talking with owners, and, and throughout the day, I'm like, you know what, I'm really tired, I've been working hard, and I can't wait to get home. That's going to be my style of phone call. So today, after reading that line, I came in and I said, you know what, I can't wait to make some phone calls. I can, and, and now my affirmations, which I printed out over here, my affirmations essentially right here, I'm not going to turn it around, but they're very small because I'm going to have it right in between when I'm biking. I'm just going to read it many times. And my last affirmation, I say, watch out, exclamation point, something wonderful is going to happen today, smiley face. Something wonderful is going to happen today, smiley face. So why? Because I talked about it yesterday, is that, or two days ago is that if you are not actually looking out for it, it was the opportunity because I wanted to approach that pretty girl. The funny thing is that girl that I, after reading that book or that line, I said, how many people are actually approaching her? My success rate on someone like her, because she was very attractive, the one on 42nd Street, go watch that video, is gonna be, you know, how many people are actually approaching her during the day? Maybe once a month, you know? So once a month. If that, you know, especially now in today's day and age, nobody's approaching anybody. Guys approaching guys for business. Guys saying hi to guys, girls saying hi to girls or guys, you know, like nobody's talking anymore. So if you actually take that and then you say, hey, listen, I saw you crossing the street. We made eye contact. I just wanted to introduce myself. My success probability is going to be amazing because she's stunning. Okay. If it was, you know, so what I'm getting at is, we could either convince ourselves that we deserve the $20 million apartment. We deserve, by the way, your, your baseline, and just to bring up a little Tony Robbins, this is brilliant. I was at the last Tony Robbins event, which was Date with Destiny. And he essentially said in there, he said, we're in this huge conference room with like 5,000 people. And he said, what, what about this room don't you like? People said, I don't like this carpet. He goes, okay, don't really like this carpet. Uh, I don't really like these drapes, okay? Don't really like the drapes, and he's writing this down. People keep on going, it's too cold. You know, it's 
it could be in a better location, whatever. We had about 20 things. He said, you are giving your happiness away so easily. You are literally saying, I don't like this room and you're giving it away. He said, what if it took you really long to give away your happiness and it was really easy to be happy? Think about that for a second. How many times do we say it needs to be perfect for me to be happy? I was talking to someone yesterday and they were talking about how that they need the best food because they've eaten all over the city. You know, by the way, this person, his dad has given him pretty much everything. So, you know, he hasn't earned it. But this guy's talking about all the incredible restaurants, you know, Michelin star, all the best steak restaurants, everything. And I was thinking in my mind about that Tony Robbins quote, which is, do you need the best restaurant to really be happy? Like, why can't you just be happy at food? And I'm not saying always be happy, but I'm saying, why do you need the best? Why do you need your baseline to be so high to be happy? You know, what if your baseline for happiness was extremely low? There was no baseline. I'm just happy. You know, what's your barometer? That's the best way to say it is what's your barometer? And, and by the way, I'm talking about happiness, but I'm really talking about wealth. What's your barometer for wealth? What if you walked around and you said this exact same thing that I said at the bottom of here and I said, watch out, something wonderful is gonna happen today. Each year, $50 million flows into my life. I'm nowhere near that. The most I've probably ever made was 300,000. And I'm saying $50 million a year, you know? For me, I'm thinking, and by the way, $300,000 is a lot of money. In New York City, not really. <laughs> Especially when your overhead per month is right around $12,000, okay? So for me to cut even in everything else and not make any money or not even do anything amazing, I'm probably looking at at least $200,000 a year, okay? For me, I understand that I am building a base of action in failing, okay? And just model what I'm doing because I am being dragged through the mud of life understanding what not to do. So then at one time I could maybe put my hand down while getting dragged and then put my other hand down and then put my feet down and then be able to unleash that, that dragging unit and be like, okay, I actually enjoy this. So here's the, here's the next story in business. You have to call for business. You have to prospect. You have to be, you have to, you have to have outbound going calls. You have to, you have to have some kind of prospecting, some kind of sales going through your life. Okay, I'm sorry, some kind of outbound sales going on in your business, not just posting marketing and bullshit that Gary Vaynerchuk is talking about. You actually have to follow up with those people. So in DMs, you follow up with them, okay? It's good what he talks about, sales. If you really want sales, you have to be outbound prospecting. So this is the thing, this is what we would do. We would, we would get a list of people that their homes came off the market. We would send them a text message. Okay, they would maybe send a text message back. You're the wrong person. I'm not the right contact. I'm not interested. I might be interested later on, blah, blah, blah. And then we would text message back and forth. And it, 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 just, it just felt wrong because I wasn't, I wasn't really maximizing my potential. My potential is to get on the phone and to close the business, to call someone that has a $20 million property that someone, the, one of the top agents in New York City who you would know wasn't able to sell it, okay? They happened to be on a TV show. All right. Uh, and then a president of a company who, well, if you're only in real estate, you would know these other people. But this is the thing. I then said, okay. So in other words, I tried. And then I said, I could do this better. Okay. Then I said, let's call. If they don't pick up, then we'll text. And if they text us back, then we'll call them again. And guess what? That's how I got those people on the phone today. 
Okay, I called. I didn't leave a voicemail. I then texted. They texted me back. I then recalled them and they picked up the phone. That is the perfect example. And by the way, I'm only explaining the good things that have happened because there are a lot of bad text messages. Someone just texted me, not interested. You know, literally right now on my screen. You know, I can't bring this around. Nope, it's not going to come. Not interested. Okay, that's cool. That's the same thing with anything. Not interested. Approach a pretty girl. And the reason that's in our life is because your life, the number one thing in your life is not, is not your career. Your number one thing, true intention, I mean, um, I mean, you can't just say it, but if you don't feel it, yeah, the f- action before the feeling, okay? That's the way that I'm operating at this point. I, I have to be able to go into next year with an amazing foundation for business, understandably so, the exact process that I'm gonna be calling, texting, emailing, and everything for business, or or when to approach pretty girls. So now, I have the doorway policy, which is when I exit, I say, I look for people, I look for girls that I could potentially walk up to and talk to, and, and ironically enough, I happen to see more of them, because now I'm looking for them, okay? The opportunity was always there, but I wasn't looking for it. I had blinders on. It's like someone that's married. They don't look at, yeah, maybe they'll run into people that are pretty, but they don't actively look for people because they're they're, they're married. It's like someone that loves their job. They're not actively looking for a new job. But someone that does not like their job and the opportunity has to present them, happen to present themselves, they're going to take that opportunity. So if you really take this into your life, I will conclude with this, is that failure comes only through action. Success only comes through taking action, which is failure. Okay. And then from there, you literally have the Ray Dalio mindset, which is, okay, I now know what not to text message. I now know that I have to call, then text, then call again once they text back. Like this person said, not interested. There's a lot of people, the one right below that, he said, what company gave you my phone number? I'm not going to reply to that, but that's part of the people. I am sifting through the people that are not interested. But the only way to sift through the people that are not interested is to hit everyone, okay? Hit everyone with a text message or a phone call. Okay, so within our life, we have to understand, okay, what's the best way for Charles to run his life? He has to be in bed early. And I'm talking about with an eight in front of it, 8.45, 8.30. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll crack open a book and start reading through a couple of chapters, but I need to be in bed early. And the reason being is I wake up at 4.30, 4.45. I need at least eight hours minimum of sleep. I'm actually almost pushing nine now because there's a couple of times I have to snooze my alarm because I'm exhausted. But the thing is, I understand, well, if that's the case, it's not that I, what, it's either I did not prepare for sleep because I didn't get good sleep, but I actually did get good sleep. I need longer sleep. So I say, okay, now I got to go and sleep a longer amount of time. I have to be in bed earlier. Okay, what has not worked when it comes to actually drinking alcohol at night? I had that last night. Didn't sleep well. Uh, exercising. Six hours after you exercise, you're going to have feel-good hormones running throughout your body. Also, coffee. Coffee should not be drank within eight hours of going to sleep because I think it's uh, uh, a dosing or I'm forgetting the whatever the case is, inhibits the 
sleep hormones that put you to sleep, okay? You know, yes, it's caffeine, but there's something within caffeine. That's the word that I'm looking for, all right? I, the only way to actually understand what my perfect day is, is by doing a bunch of shit that is completely incorrect for a number of days, months, and years, and then saying, okay, this is my perfect day. I wake up at a certain time after nine hours of sleep. The nine hours of sleep came because I wasn't, I was not on my phone. It was on airplane mode. I used my Alexa or Amazon Echo to wake me up and not my cell phone. My cell phone was at work, so I did not go on it when I first woke up. I did not eat late. I did not have any protein the night before because that's terrible. Protein keeps me up. I have protein in the morning, protein at lunch. I did not exercise right before then. I did not, you know, in other words, I tried all these things and there is an exact formula for me to wake up refreshed, to then go to the gym, to crush the gym, to then come here, crush the phone calls, then follow up. And as I put here on my, my affirmations, I have, I, uh, here we go. I'm stacking complete days. So a complete day is that I don't pick up my phone. I don't go on Instagram. I don't need a fix. I don't need an outlet. The reason being is that my productivity needs to skyrocket for me to go to where I need to go. And that goes back to exactly what Brian Tracy was talking about before, which is I am exactly where I am because of the decisions I've made. And if I want to go somewhere else, I need to make different decisions. I need to make harder decisions. All right. So if you have any questions, leave in the comments below. For me, I can tell you right now that the old school books, especially by Brian Tracy, take them on audiobook. Okay. It's very sophomoric. A lot of people say, oh, of course. Yeah. No, you have to fail a lot. But are you actually failing a lot? Are you actually connecting the dots? Are you actually understanding that? This guy, very successful, very wealthy, went through it all. He was in sales. He's not someone that just read a textbook. He was actually in door-to-door sales. He was also real estate. He's obviously been selling his whole life, his own products. So if you think about it, this guy is a practitioner. He's not reading a textbook and then writing about it. So if you guys have any questions, leave in the comments below. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. Talk to you guys soon.